any parent that gets through the holidays without some sort of stressful time. So we know that that's coming up. We can start thinking about that now, having those conversations, even planning ahead with a teacher. If your child's someone who, like now that we're finally this far in school, they are riding on the schedule very nice. And now we're going to be off school for a week or more, you know, or less, depending on where you're at. But sometimes just trying to get them back to normal again and back on a schedule, you, by the time you do that, then it's time for the next holiday, you know, and it's just, it can be a very difficult time. So I like the idea of using the emotional safety plan, thinking ahead for something is coming up. How are we going to prepare for it? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a good place to start is always like trying to, yeah, planning ahead for how you're going to react to things and just preparing for what will happen if things go a little sideways. Um, I know it's like Halloween stuff's tomorrow and then it'll go right into like all the Thanksgiving stuff and then it'll be Christmas. So maybe trying to start early, getting stuff ready. Um, as far as like school stuff goes, if you know that they're going to need specific things for their, you know, Thanksgiving feast at school, or if they need specific things for Christmas, maybe start trying to find them now so that you're not digging out like Rudolph ears the day before, you know, reindeer day or whatever. Yeah. Well, even Chrissy, yeah, I know your kids are involved in football and cheer. And so those end of ho- those end of sports seasons banquets, you know, all of those endings and beginnings and changing of seasons and even um, the the darkness, you know, we're going kind of into the darker days. And especially if you live on the western side of the state where it seems like it's always cloudy here, um, just being really mindful, your kiddos maybe where they would typically come home after school and could go outside and play even for half an hour. You know, they may not have that opportunity now. You may be driving them to to the bus or driving them to school instead of them riding their bikes or, you know, walking with friends. So, yeah, I think that as we're starting this, like, end of October until maybe that, you know, they go back to school in January, starting to think about what are some routines that they have and how you could plan for challenges that might happen. So even if we're thinking about um, maybe you have kiddos who are involved in cheer and um, maybe you have a kiddo who wasn't, and is it possible to find somebody to sit with that child while you go to the cheerleading banquet so that, you know, you could focus on your kiddos who were there getting like their little trophies and their friends and stuff like that so that their sibling doesn't have to sit there through this, you know, like two hours of sit still, shh, don't, you know, like kind of kind of thing. And for so many of our families, they may not um, be aware of respite services in their community, but this might be a great opportunity to look into respite services in your county and see if you could get on that list or access respite services to have someone come to your house and keep an eye on your kiddo while you go off with the others. And then maybe vice versa, because maybe your child is doing karate 
and their siblings aren't, and they're not going to want to go and sit while you have that opportunity, you know, to focus on your child with, with a, you know, who's doing karate, who maybe has a challenge. I have a little uh, tip. If you do have to take the other kids with you, just uh, yeah. they make mini Uno cards and other like mini phase 10. They're like this big. I have them in my purse and spot it is another one. If you have little kids or even big kids will play spot it. It's very small and it'll keep them entertained for a very long time. So I just carry board games or like card games with me everywhere I go. Yeah, that's a that's a really good idea. That's a really good idea. I think some of our kids have, um, for one, they pick up on our stress. When we're stressed, they're stressed. You know, they mm-hmm. definitely feed off of that. And I think whenever we have a child that has stress and anxiety, if they're old enough to know like what the holidays usually look like and maybe it's going to certain family members' homes and maybe all the shopping and all that stuff, they could just be building up, you know, all this pressure and stress worrying about that. So we've found it to kind of break things down and have the conversation, even putting it on the calendar, like on this day, we're doing this. This is what it's going to look like. This is how long it's going to be. And even having like code words that only your family oh, yeah. knows about that. If someone uses that code word, they're, they're getting to the point they've had enough. Maybe we need to think about, we're going to leave in a little bit. Um, instead of trying to push and pressure and say, well, we were supposed to be there for four hours. Maybe your family's only going to be there for two. And that's as much as you could do and keep everybody happy and not have meltdowns because as much as we want to have all those holiday things, I think we got to set real expectations for ourselves and our kids. So it is wonderful and it's as good as it can be and give yourself a break. You don't have to do 25 things. Maybe you're only going to do 10 or five or three and that's okay. That's what your holiday looks like. Um, I just think that we go through a lot And sometimes we put that on ourselves. We're going to send out a hundred Christmas cards. We're going to bake 200 cookies. We're, you know, going to have a tree in every room and we want to buy gifts for 50 people. Maybe that's just not going to happen this year. Maybe you're going through a bit of a crisis or something else is going on. Let the, the whole feel of your family be what guides you and whatever happens with that, that's okay. It doesn't have to be you know, this big thing, it can be in small increments. You know, I just think we do a lot to ourselves. Oh, we do. Yeah. I I love, I love that. And, and so we have this, a social battery tip sheet. I'll put that in the show notes, um, which is really great. It just talks about how um, for so many of us, there's, there's only so much peopling perhaps we can do, um, and how to kind of be thoughtful about things in advance. And I love the idea of like that code word or, um, you know, it could be like a, a gesture from across the room, like, uh, okay, you know, to kind of start making your excuses. And we offer a lot of really good, I think, suggestions in, in that tip sheet on how to plan. And, um, but I'll, I'll tell you, one of the things that um that I encountered a couple of years ago was um my kiddos are older and they come 
come to the house for the holidays. My daughter just actually lives down the street. And she would, she came over one holiday, one Thanksgiving, and just kind of, you know, in very typical fashion, you know, plunked down on the couch, was watching TV while I was in the other room cooking. And I like popped my head out and I was like, hey, I need you to whatever it was. Yeah. Okay. I'll get to it. Well, in my mind, when I asked, it was because like I needed it then. So poor planning on my part or shortly thereafter. She wasn't coming in, watching TV, whatever. And I kind of poked my head back around the corner like, hey, like, you know, now I need your help now. And so I could tell there was like tension. And so I kind of sat with it after the holidays and thought about it, like after Thanksgiving, thought about it. And before the holidays, I just kind of set the ground rules with my kids. You're adults now. I love that you come for the holidays. I love that. That's fantastic. But here's the ground rule. I'll let you know when we're going to eat. If you come over before then, I'm going to expect help while you're here. I love the fact that you're here, but this is what I want you to do. Every 30 minutes or whatever I said, I want you to present yourself into the room that I'm in, walk into the kitchen and say enthusiastically, hey, can I help with anything? Yeah. And then help. <laughs> um, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. I'll tell you what time we're eating and show up 15 minutes before that. So you don't have to help if you don't want to. But then don't like come and hang out on the couch Just show up before dinner. And that actually worked. And what I do with my girls is we have special mashed potatoes that we only make at the holidays. And I will make as many mashed potatoes as you want, but you guys have to peel them. And they do. And they've also chipped in in other ways that I really, really, really appreciate when, you know, I do the cooking for the most part. and. When we're done eating, they pack up. So they put everything away. Now, that may be so that they're like packing their to-go containers, <laughs> which I'm also okay with, you know. But um, I think if you have children who are older, children, adult children who come for the holidays, I think having a conversation in advance mm -hmm. about what you expect for your time together over the holidays is a really good thing to think about because you won't find yourself feeling put out or put upon or, you know, resentful of I cook all day long. You guys sit there, you watch whatever you watch all day. And then you're like, when's dinner ready? Like, you know, they're, they're adults. So have that conversation with them. I think it's important what you said, Christina, that you, you took the time after that holiday and you kind of thought, how can this be different? You know, and I think that's what we have the opportunity right now to do because we're beforehand and yeah. we can think about how has the last few years gone? Was there things we could do different? Do we not want a repeat of that? Whatever episode happened at so-and-so's house or at our home. And sometimes we're so busy. I know as parents, I always say this, like you got your head down and you're running. You are just taking care of stuff, putting out fires on to the next thing. Give yourself a little grace. Take some time and really think about your particular family. 
what is going to be the right thing and what can you eliminate. Sometimes for our kids, it is eliminating affection, feeling like all of the family members they have to be around, they have to present themselves and share their story of everything that's been going on for the last few weeks. Maybe they've been struggling for the last three weeks and they don't feel like they want to talk to grandma about this or aunt so-and-so or don't want the cousins to like, they don't want to be the center of attention and the topic of the holiday meal. Oh yeah. Ahead of time, you can call and talk to those family members and just say, we're not doing that this year. You know, ask them how they are and let us a short answer be the answer. And you know, ask them if they're excited about the holidays. It don't have to be what happened at school last week on the bus or whatever that might look like. Um, or even adult children trying to navigate jobs or school and what they're are doing. Married? <laughs> Who are you dating? Yes. When's the baby coming? <laughs> you know, like, oh, I hated all that. Yeah. And <laughs> we do it out of love and affection because we want just the best for our family. And the, the other people, the grandparents or friends and stuff, they don't ever mean anything bad about it, but it's how it makes that person feel like, okay, I know I changed jobs and, you know, this and that, or, you know, I had to start seeing a therapist a month ago. Those things, they could be off the table for the holidays and just enjoy the holidays. So yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's different for every family, but I think if you kind of take the time to think about it and decide what would work better. Um, I know like we had a child that whenever there was a break in school, they would have a hard time like remembering things and keeping uh -huh. that in, in their, in the front of their mind of processes and things like that. So we actually would ask for homework. We would ask for things from the teacher well in advance. You can't ask them like during the holiday party, you know, like <laughs> and expect them to have something. But like you could have that added to an IEP when there's a break for the holidays or different things throughout the school that the child's given different things of homework that don't look like homework. Maybe it's a game or something fun that's going to, you know, I always use like if math was an issue, then we did baking because there's a lot of math and baking and counting yeah. and things like that. So I just think if you take the time, sit down, think about how things have gone in the past or what you're worried about right now, we can start navigating that and putting things in place. So it's not too hard. Um, I don't know. It's just, Sometimes we don't realize till we get to January, like, well, that was a mess. That was a two and a half month, you know, mess. <laughs> and, and I think that that's okay. I mean, I think that it can also be if, if you know that Aunt Bernice is going to ask intrusive questions. And in some families, if you know, there's no way to, to, to get over it. Aunt Bernice is 85. She's going to do what she's going to do, no matter how, how much you talk with them. This can also be a great opportunity for you to have a conversation with your child in advance and tell them what you think is wonderful about them. So, yeah, maybe, maybe they lost their job. 
but maybe you can also work with them on different on ways of um of presenting that so i've moved on from you know fast food yeah that was great for when i got right out of high school but now i'm exploring some i'm taking some time to clear my head and think about where i want to move next and you know i'm really interested in the healthcare field or i really liked the management aspect of my last job so i'm going to look into that a little bit more and so maybe that's an opportunity for you to kind of if if you have the relationship where you can have that com- kind of conversation and teach them how to give them some examples on how they can reframe that um so it can be positive i mean that's a great skill to have anyway you know, oh, you just broke up with your, you know, partner from high school and you are now exploring your sexuality because, you know, maybe you're kind of close to thinking about coming out. And, you know, we know Aunt Bernice is going to say when he got married, you know, and so how do we how do we navigate that when he get married, when you having a baby, you know, kind of conversation. So. Maybe it's a good idea to sit down and kind of talk about, you know, sometimes when people ask you those intrusive questions, you don't have to answer it. And, you know, if if Aunt Bernice is going to be a little rude and say, well, those eggs aren't getting any younger, you know, Aunt Bernice, how how is your health? <laughs> you know, kind of kind of trying to turn it around a little bit. I don't know. You know, I mean, teach our teach our kiddos to speak up for themselves. Oh, man, that was set boundaries. The, that was always the worst. The marriage questions were always the worst. Yeah, and our society's different. People are not getting married at eighteen and having a child by nineteen, and the second and third and fourth and fifth child. It's just it's not happening that way. And a lot of the parents that I speak with, and even in my own home, like we have 18 and above has no intentions of having a partner right now. They are happy to be with their friends, work on their future. And it doesn't include worrying about looking for a mate. And I know a lot of people are like, well, it seems like they're doing it, but then so are their friends. Like they're not the only one. So Kind of think about what our society looks like and then the eyes through that 80 year old and, you know, 70 year old. It's like, oh, well, you should have had child by now. You know, you've been dating for three years or whatever that looks like. Um, there was social expectations that are very different now. So I Absolutely. like teaching them of how to handle those situations and they will go those tools that you're giving them and teaching them definitely can be used in other settings, even like a future job interview of what were you doing in this time period when maybe you didn't have employment, like there's an answer for that. And it's not a wrong answer. It's an answer and that's okay. And, and then too, again, in the social battery tip sheet, we kind of talk about like how us as parents, how we could run interference for our kiddos, you know? So are we able to say, um, You know, when we see our kiddo over by Ampernese, you know, like shout in from the other room, Susie, you said you'd help me with blah, 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 you know, and Susie knows Susie may already be in a heightened state and feeling very anxious. And if you haven't communicated in advance that the only reason why you're calling them is 
to get them away from Aunt Bernice, they may kind of see that in a different light and not see it, take it as it's intended. So if you can have that conversation and say, look, I'll do my best to run interference for you, you know, by like asking you to do something, just know I'm not doing it, you know, like this is why I'm doing it. And if you're fine with Aunt Bernice, you could you know, just put a hand up and be like, oh, yeah, I'll get to that in a second, mom. Thanks for the reminder, whatever you want to say, so that you know they're okay. So, you know, have those conversations in advance. Some of our kids may need that that help, but may not see it as you offering them help unless you talk about it in advance. So, Chrissy, do you have any, you've got little ones. Do you have any particularly tricky spots as you prepare for the holidays? Uh, the elf on the shelf. Um, I cry when I think about it. That one for sure. Um, a remembering I'll have to set alarms on my phone to remember to move it. And then I'll have to look at like stuff to do with it because what I was all, you know, stay at home mom forever. My kids were all little. I wasn't a hundred places back then when we introduced the elf, but all four kids have an elf. So I have to find something for four elves to do every single night. And that is my holiday debt monkey right there. Oh Ooh. my goodness, girl. You've put a lot of pressure on yourself. Oh yeah. my. It was so fun when they were little, but I never left yeah. the house when they were little. I yeah. went to Sam's club yeah. and that, like once a week. And that was like the extent of my adventures. We stayed home. Um, so now that they're all in school and all older, I though my 11 year old now knows that the elf is an elf. Ooh. So she can probably you assist. A, you got a partner in crime now. Yeah. yeah she there can you probably go. Assist, but yeah, that's the thing that's, that's holding me up. And she was, Christine, you were talking about sports banquets and that kind of stuff. Well, all four of them have stuff and competitive <laughs> cheer starts while what, the weekend we get home from Chicago. So uh, it's a rough time of year. I already started shopping online a little bit. What does that um, look like for you, a time period for Elf on the Shelf? Do you do that for a week or two weeks or like the whole month? Oh, no. They come back the day after Thanksgiving oh, and okay. they don't leave till Christmas Eve. Okay. So they're here for a whole month. Um, I'm thinking I, like. I have to tell you, I I was, sorry, sorry, Melissa, I was the mom who liked the Tooth Fairy never came to our house because I would totally forget like one kid, one tooth randomly, and I couldn't manage the tooth fairy. So like elf on the, sh there'd be no way. There'd be no way. Melissa, you were saying? Um, I was just thinking like, since you know the time period of how many you got to do, I would take like how I would attack that. I would take the amount of days multiply that times four or three, depending on, you know, what's going to happen with your oldest and like take some time and figure out that schedule ahead of time, what everybody's getting, what positions they're going to be in, what little things you need for it. Um, I would, and I would have to do that in replace in place of like maybe sending out cards. Like I would allow that to take something else off the table. So like I could do that. Um, because that sounds like something really fun that you're doing for the kids and it's a tradition and it's really important. So I would try to think of maybe things that you, you make yourself do that maybe aren't as important, um, that you can take off your plate and focus on doing that 
And I definitely would use Pinterest and like create a board, even asking other parents, like, send me your ideas. Tell me what you did last year, because some parents are only doing that once or twice, you know, for two kids. You have a lot more kids that you're trying to do this. So since it's something like you want to do, I would try to have a plan to tackle it. So it's not like a big worry daily for you every one of those days. They're so excited about it too. They've already started to ask like, when's the elves coming back? When will the elves be back? Oh my goodness. See, but further proof that Melissa is a better human being mom than I am, because my first thought was, you know what? Santa's having a labor shortage. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe this year for me, we might have one elf assigned to the whole family. Uh, yeah, no, I thought about like having one of the elves, like the elves get chicken pox or something so that they can like nap <laughs> yep. for a week or something. I mean, I, I've exhausted everything. I'm going to have to repeat some stuff. I re- I kept like a note in my phone of all the things that I've like done with them. So I'll there, just have to there go be back no way. a there... couple of years and just do it. I wasn't prior to working full time. I was like an animal. I was like, the most extra mother in the world but now i have like the kids have that expectation so it's very hard to keep up that same enthusiasm that i had prior to not having her like a full time job yeah yeah but i i do like the the idea and i think we've talked about this like in the past at least when we all get together and we kind of share ideas for like how to make it through this season i think really kind of Spending some time, whether it's by yourself or with your partner or whoever, really thinking about what what matters to you and your family. And, um, you know, in my family, the kids, you know, we got the Christmas tree up, we put lights on it, and everybody was like, yeah, okay, whatever. There were times we, like, never put ornaments on the tree, mostly because our animals would, like, you know, you can't decorate the lower third of your tree because the animals knock the the balls off and then where we had our christmas tree there was like a railing for the steps and so it was really like we could only decorate the top third of the tree (laughs) so we kind of there were many years we didn't even put ornaments on the tree it was like the tree and lights and that was it so we're definitely not that extra family um but you know maybe now's a really good time to sit down and think about like what is important to you, like you said, the kids really love Elf on a Shelf. So that's something it doesn't sound like you would want to give up. And that's that's great. But, you know, is there something else that you could do? Or can it morph now that your daughter is old enough? Can she be like your secret conspirator to for the two of you to be like, okay, let's do this. And because if you really kind of think about it, we all sort of if you follow the Christian Christian tradition of Santa Claus, we all become Santa Claus. And so she is really Santa's helper and like your your elf. So maybe it becomes the tradition that as you get older, everybody gets to be become part of that secret, you know, elf on the shelf kind of thing and take turns. And even when the kids get older, maybe their part of their joy is to to set a scene to surprise mom and dad, you know, but maybe now's a really good time to think about what 
traditions or what activities are important to you and your family and how how what is there something that you can let go you know no. My husband, he's big on like family traditions because his parents are both gone and all that's left in his mm-hmm. family is his brother. So those two are yeah. like big on doing like the same traditional stuff that their parents always did. So it was actually yeah. their idea to get each kid their own elf because he said once Aww. they grow up, then they can take their elf with them Aww. to their own family. So that's why we have the four. But um, so we'll be doing some stuff with his brother and they help too. They don't have any kids of their own yet. So they come and kind of back us up. They'll help build toys and wrap gifts and nice too. Yeah. I love it. Well, that's a, that's another good tip is find your natural supports and bring, bring them in for help. Call for backup. Yeah. So as we're kind of wrapping things up, any final, final thoughts on how to manage? I think the idea of, like we get excited and we start preparing for the holidays, make a plan for your family of what that's going to look like, what the time off is going to look like, what the days will be filled with or not filled with, like having scheduled breaks. Like we're not traveling. We're not making phone calls. We are just home. We're quiet. Everybody's phones or whatnot are off for a certain time period Give yourself a little bit of peace during this time too. You don't have to schedule every minute of the day to have, you know, happy holidays. You know, think about the things that are going to be really good for your family. A crock pot. That's great advice that I can give you. I was trying to think, Melissa's so good at like the, you know, profound things. That's not really me. I'm more like the, the practical minds, like your food doesn't have to be fancy. Throw it in the crock pot do it the day before so that I'm going to do is heat it up the next day. And nobody actually cares if they're coming to visit you and you're feeding them like sandwiches and soup out of the crock pot. They don't care. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I love, I love both of those because it, again, in very different ways is what's important to you, what matters, do what matters, do what's important to you. And if it's not important to you, let it go. You know, my my tip for everyone is um, have downtime, schedule downtime for yourself as a parent, for your kiddos. Um, if you have a family where it being overscheduled and overprogrammed doesn't work, build in that that time. I, I remember when my kiddos were little, um, they would get new toys and they couldn't like unbox them and play with the toys which is what they wanted to do they had to hurry up and open it and then go to the next one and then hurry up and go open it and go to the next one and then jump in the car and drive to somebody else's house and so um as they got a little bit older we built in time for i don't care if it takes all morning to open presents open presents unwrap things play with things and we definitely set aside time to play with your new toys without hurrying and rushing to somebody else's house I like that. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So whatever it is, even if, even if it's impossible to do that Christmas Eve, Christmas day, even if you just kind of set aside any particular day where we're going to just play with what's new, or we're just going to do a downtime or whatever it is that your family enjoys schedule, schedule that time. Yeah. I think. All right, ladies. 
Well, thanks for your time today. And I'm sure this is the topic we'll be talking about again as we, like, actually officially get closer to the holidays. We may um, want to share some of those tips on how, like, you manage definitely that week before, the week of, and then the week in between, which can be a, a challenge. But for now, have a lovely day, everyone, and Bye. we'll talk again soon. Bye. Bye.